We've had 24 hours to breathe since the Arizona Cardinals punishing venture over the Tennessee Titans 38-13 in week one of the 2021 NFL season. We'll talk stats. We'll talk way too early power rankings that favor the Arizona Cardinals. And I will clarify my Cliff Kingsbury statements on Twitter that have unfollows happening by the second. Alex Lancey, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. Are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, it's been about a year to the day since we felt this great after an Arizona Cardinals game. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. The 49ers game to, to kick off the 2020 season had kind of this same feeling, especially with how it started. Raheem Mostert's 75-yard touchdown catch and run, um, making Isaiah Simmons spin like a top. It's like, oh, no, what has Steve Cohen, the Arizona Cardinals, done by drafting Isaiah Simmons eighth overall? They end up winning in week one. Rejoice. You beat the former NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. It kind of feels like that a little bit, just in a different way. After the 38-13 massacre, the Arizona Cardinals stuck to the Tennessee Titans a couple days ago. But the NFC West is the only team that has four teams that all won. You know, it kind of snaps you back to reality right away. And it shouldn't because every single player, 1-53, to the whole coaching staff, Steve Kahn, Michael Bidwell, should be super excited from what the Arizona Cardinals, you know, put out there on the field on Sunday. But, Bo, we're, we're, we're going to see power rankings very early just like we saw in 2020 that had the Cardinals NFC championship, you know, contenders to come out of the NFC. Kyler Murray, MVP buzz, we saw through the first six or seven weeks. And we'll see what happens this year in the murderer's row that the Cardinals are going to have to face. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. Bo put together some great stats he put out on Twitter. Um, I will tell you this. He doesn't do a whole lot for the actual audio of the podcast, but Mm -hmm. everything that we get on Twitter Image-wise, stat-wise, from our podcast, from our podcast um, Twitter handle on game day is all him. So you got to definitely give him kudos for that. You've really stepped your game up this year, man. Thanks, buddy. You have. You have. Yeah. Oh, you know? I, didn't, I didn't know I was going to get this type of recognition today. You are. I, I wish you it was are. from somebody I respected, but yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, we'll, we'll balance it out, and when I'll tell you how right. wrong you are for the next 28 minutes. Follow the all podcast right. at Locked on AZ Cards. Follow him at Bob Rack. Uh, fo- please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I mean... Thank you, everybody that's watching. Like we're the numbers are, are skyrocketing, and we're just doing the same thing we've been doing for four years now. And we really appreciate everybody that's coming aboard. Whether you agree with us, disagree with us, commenting one way or the other, we really truly appreciate it. Uh, this episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Locked On NFL Sunday. We love both of these guys that host this show: Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints and Cody Rourke from Locked On Broncos. If you're looking for a Sunday pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth, you have to check out the Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff. Just football every Sunday with hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to Locked On NFL on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on notifications to be notified when the show goes live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. So I do just want to clarify really quickly. We're going to take a couple minutes here because Bo has been in the camp where uh, Cliff Kingsbury deserves one more year, deserves one more chance. And I thought that at the end of the second year, you rip the Band-Aid off, 
you potentially get a better option at head coach, I thought that would be the correct route. I saw through 10 or 12 minutes of the first quarter of the first game before the Cardinals went up three scores for the majority of the rest of the game that Cliff Kingsbury was showing us what he showed us last year. Just the inability to run in offense without, with, with call plays to uh, without having to burn timeouts, without getting frivolous penalties. And sure, a lot of it's on the players. Okay? It is. But if you're having issues with snap counts, it's an issue with the cohesion of that offensive line and the offense as a whole. And that stems back to the head coach, especially when the head coach does nothing with the defense and the offense is his baby. Okay. So when I tweeted out, if you think Cliff Kingsbury is equipped to be a head coach, you may need to reconsider. That was during that time when they went on their offensive run where Kyler Murray bailed them out for the first touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, the third and long to Rondell Moore, where he was running around like a crazy person behind the line of scrimmage. The Christian Kirk play was a broken play. Kyler Murray did a lot of it. So all I'm saying is, good for Cliff. He called a great game when when the game was in hand. Okay, I just wonder that if those issues are going to continue throughout the season, and when there are close games, they're magnified. Obviously, it didn't matter on Sunday. Because the Cardinals played a great game. He had, he had a great, he, I mean, he called great plays. That's fine. But that's not how the game started. And that's what worries me for the rest of the season, not just about Sunday. I'm super excited about what happened with the Cardinals on Sunday. You got to give the dude credit. But we saw some things. Give him credit. I, I, I did. I did. No, but I mean, we, you're giving them these backhanded, uh, yeah. backhanded compliments that, that it's not necessary. I mean, you can die on a hill, but I, I don't recommend trying to die on this hill, especially after a dominating week one win. It, it just don't. It just doesn't make any sense. I think, you know, people are excited about this team. Obviously, you should have, you know, your reservations. You should be skeptical. or not skeptical, but you should kind of take this with a grain of salt. It was a playoff team in the last two seasons, the Tennessee Titans. They're, they're a good team, but, man, are they a flawed team well. And the Arizona Cardinals were able to take advantage of that. Slow start. Yeah, it was slow. Everybody can admit that. But at the end of the day, the Arizona Cardinals offense dominated. And, you know, I, I've talked to a couple people and they some of them actually agree with you, which shocked me. Some people that I actually respect, you know, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's like, well, you know, those are broken plays and that's Kyler making a play. But that's part of the equation. I mean, he's going to do that with any head coach. I just feel like Cliff Kingsbury can't do anything to satisfy what you're looking for right now. Like Cliff Kingsbury could go and save a family of five, it's dog from a birding building. And you'd be like, well, you know, they should have been family of six. They yeah, could have gotten out of there on their own. And, you know, the Beanie Baby collection, it, it was lost in the fire. What happened to the Beanie Baby collection? Where like, the trust fund go? You're I never know. satisfied. And I think that that's where you just like, all right, if. If people are praising Cliff Kingsbury, which not a ton of people are, there's not like a lot of people just coming out and singing his praises right now. There's nobody on the top of Camelback Mountain like shouting that Cliff Kingsbury is going to the coach of the year. But if somebody praises Cliff Kingsbury, just just this one out. Just sit with this one out. You don't have to say, well, you know, I, I what about the penalties? You know, the, the penalties, if you look at it, I mean, it's happening all around the league. It's and it's early. The, the refs are just getting into the into the swing of things as well. And I like that Cliff got on the ass of the officials yesterday, got on the ass of the players, and things got a little bit better, at least as far as uh, taking care of the flags on the field. Um. So who is the stronger side? What was the stronger side of the ball yesterday or Sunday? Offense or defense? 
It's it's tough to it's tough to decipher. But yeah, look, the defense set the tone. But that's not what, and not, what does Cliff do for the defense? What does Cliff do for the defense? We know yeah. what Cliff does for the defense. It's not his department. It's not his department. I just look. It's it's you're, you're not going to win an argument by saying, "Well, look at how well the defense played." It's not an indictment on, on Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, but he, he shouldn't get credit for that either. Is what I'm saying. He should. He's the head coach, and if he's, he's the coach of the offense, if he's empowering the defensive coordinator Vance Joseph and letting him and delegating, you know, him everything and to be the defensive the head coach of the defense, then that there's credit there. There's credit there. It's fine. Like. What is you know? There's there's several coaches around the league, and you're just like, what you know? It's it's the two bobs in office space. It's like, what would you say you do here? What does Mike Vrabel do for the Tennessee Titans? You know, it's it's uh, Sean McVay. Sometimes he he doesn't have the play calling duties anymore. You know, he's got a defensive coordinator. It's like Sean McVay is kind of like the CEO right now of the Rams. Obviously, he's got his hands in all, a lot of things. I want Cliff Kingsbury to succeed. I do. Um, I don't know about that. I, I do. I do. It'd be easier. It'd be easier. You wouldn't have to do a shift change. What I saw yesterday was a coach that was budding from where he was yes from where he was last year. Absolutely. It didn't start that way. And that's where the tweets came out. That was it. I hope he succeeds. Hopefully we don't have to talk about this ever again because I'm getting exhausted. Alex Clancy Bobrock locked on Cardinals. Um, this is gonna be so exciting. We're gonna go petty starting tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is your your petty um headquarters. The Locked On Cardinals boys go petty starting tomorrow. We're doing crossover Thursday with Luke Braun from the Minnesota Vikings. It's going to be such a fun week, man. Like, it's all rainbows and butterflies right now. It's awesome. You have a a home game coming home against pretty much the same structure of an offense. Two great wide receivers, one all-world running back, and a quarterback with limitations. I mean, you probably choose Ryan Tanhill in a, you know, in, in a in a pick one pick one over Kirk Cousins at this point, especially after their loss to Cincinnati, a lot of fun things are happening. Coming up next, um, power rankings out after week one. I know there's you know you know there was a game last night where it didn't uh, account for, but the Cardinals rank pretty high, rank pretty high on a lot of them, and we'll run those down in the way too early power rankings next. Locked on Cardinals, but first we're back and better than ever. Uh, heading into week two, all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to continue another football season. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So again, as we've said for the last year and a half now, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. from Football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, second segment, Alex Clancy Bobrock. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. But you look a little bit more rested. Uh, is Mr. Gray Brock um, treating you a little bit nicer? You know what? My son's starting to sleep through the night. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's I'm trying to figure out what's better, like the the win on Sunday or the fact that my son has strung together a bunch of nights in a row where he's just going, you know, a full solid eight. Like, good for him. Like, let's give him, let's give him a, you know, good pat on the back. He's crushing the uh, the sleep game at night. Well, that's fantastic. 
It's good for me too, because you know I can actually live on my schedule again. Uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Arizona Cardinals. I kid. Uh, we make this work and incredibly well. And uh, yeah, you know he this was is. It's, sleeping the other day, I was like, that damn Cliff Kingsbury keeping my son up. That bastard. That bastard. Uh, K two. It's not very nice. You should you should take it easier on Cliff Kingsbury. He's trying his best. So you. so you know you should you should listen to me about that. So uh, power rankings came out. AZ Central did the work for us here and put out a list of way too early power rankings after week one. Fans cited Russell Baxter is one of the more respected names in in football. Uh, he's a great Twitter follow. We follow each other on Twitter. He has the Arizona Cardinals at number five through wow. week one. Um. Let's see here. Sports Nod has the Cardinals climb to number six. NFL Spin Zone has the Cardinals jump up to number seven. Uh, NBC Sports has the Cardinals at nine. And our boy, um, our boys from Pro Football Network, Cody Rourke over there, the Cardinals are now at 13. So where would you like we watch we watched a lot of bad football yesterday or on Sunday. There were a lot of teams that just were slow out of the gate, whether it be you know, the Vikings or the Cardinals are going to see in week two. The Packers look terrible. You know, it, it's all week, you know, it's week one. You can't really tell everything. You can't tell the whole story, obviously, in a 17-week season. Six to 13. Are you going to put the Cardinals as high as five or six? How, how many NFC West teams are ahead of them? All of them? It's for, even when they're as high as five. Are there, are there, are there three other teams in the NFC I would probably West? Put, you think Tampa Bay would be ahead of them? I, I didn't see the full list. But, yeah, I mean, they, all of the – all the NFC West teams are going to be in the top 10. They're the only division that had, you know, every team win their game. There's, I think, three divisions that have teams with one win or less total. Yeah. I mean, the NFC so, North is winless, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, but the, the NFC West, they had an unbeaten first week. And I think most dominating, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals are in the conversation for the most dominating win uh, up there with the LA Rams. Seattle is impressive. And then uh, San Francisco relinquished a lead it, is it it's kind of weird to see a Kyle Shanahan coach team relinquish a, we, a lead I've never seen that before I mean yeah, he's only part of like one of the worst collapses in, in Super Bowl history isn't odd I don't know oh that big run game you think that they could sit on a lead and put a game away they couldn't uh but yeah I, I think that the Arizona Cardinals is exactly where he kind of that ballpark he said like I'm not I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid enough to where I'm like okay yeah top five but I think that, that they have with their performance on Sunday as far as because preseason rankings mean nothing, and right. then also you have to take the week one results with a grain of salt. Like we know that the Packers aren't going to be, uh, you know, save the last dance instead of the last dance. They're going to be somewhere in between. It's going to be they're going to rebound from a thirty-eight-three just shellacking, but maybe they're just not as good as we thought they were. I think the Arizona Cardinals, as you said, probably like six to thirteen right now. I think that's a kind of a fair ballpark for them. And then like, but the sky's the limit. I got, they really could with the players they have on the roster, uh, ascend to maybe a top five spot. Yeah. You know, just like last year where the Cardinals started, you know, warm, they went on the road to the 49ers. They won. And then they beat, um, the, the Washington football team at home pretty handily. And then they lose to Detroit at home. And then Carolina on the road, Buda Baker was out against Carolina, Detroit, Kyler Murray threw three interceptions, I believe, in week three at home. And obviously, things have changed so much because of the fans in the stands. Like, I wonder, you asked Todd Furman about this, and it's interesting, for sports betters, it's three points goes to the home team. So if the home team is favored by three going into the game, it's pretty much a pick 'em 
if we're on a uh, a neutral field. I wonder if that's elevated. I wonder if it's four points or four and a half points now because we're so we're not used to playing. You know, you're not used to going on the road and playing against a, you know a stadium full of of opponents teams fans. Yeah. So I mean, obviously the Cardinals were able to do that. So, but when the Cardinals come home, it's going to be an interesting dynamic on uh, on Sunday against Minnesota. But the Cardinals, just like last year, they've got Minnesota at home. They got Jaguars on the road. So you say Minnesota at home is like Washington, and then Carolina is kind of like Jacksonville. The Cardinals, Jacksonville is not as good as Carolina was last year. But you got a couple winnable games early, and then they go on the road to the Rams at home against the 49ers, and then on the road to Cleveland. Bing bang boom. So yes, not too high, not too low right now. Sure, they're going to get a little bit head start in the in the marathon, but it's three weeks in a row. We're going to find out pretty much right away, kind of what the way too early prediction for the playoffs is going to be through six weeks. Right, it's it's a perfect litmus test right in the middle. Right. Two road games against two teams that have better rosters than the Cardinals right now. I guess you could say the Rams maybe not, but Matthew Stafford looked great against Chicago in that defense. You have San Francisco at home where you don't really know what you're going to play interdivisionally. Yeah, I mean, it, it's they got to take care of business. We can't see any kind of Jekyll and Hyde. We can't see a letdown like we did in those couple weeks that you mentioned with Detroit and Carolina. I mean, that was brutal. You have to win those games. You have to take care of business against squads like that because Jacksonville, they just looked overmatched against what we thought was going to be the worst team in the NFL in the Houston Texans. I mean, the Texans and Terod Taylor, they looked like they were going to win the AFC South in that contest, and we know that that can't be true. I mean, that's, another, that's one of those week one anomalies where you're just like, okay, like they're going to get a big win and then they're going to fall back to earth and they could be Jacksonville like they were last year where they don't win a game the rest of the season. So, you know, it, this is this is such an important time, especially in this division, to stack wins. You just got to stack wins. You got to take care of business and, it, and, and you can't let it yourself sl- slip at all. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at it and the Cardinals lose week one, everything changes. Like, and it's yeah. not like, you know, it, you know, way too early, get too high, too low after week one. They have nine road games. They're playing against a former, you know, a playoff team from the last two years, AFC Championship, uh, AFC Championship game, and they get a W the way they did. It completely flips the course of the season. Yeah, you know, it's, mentally, you have to. It's like the antithesis of the 2016 Open against New England. Yeah, where it's you, like you, they were dead. You know, it's different. It's it's the polar opposite. You got to be more like the 2015 team, where there was expectations. You knew you had a good squad. And when you're going up against a, a, a inferior opponent, that you're just going to take care of business. You aren't going to let you aren't going to slip up. And sure, like the old cliche, it, it, it rings true. Sure, any given Sunday, but you have to. Good teams take care of it against bad teams. And what's coming up, like Minnesota? I saw somebody call uh, Minnesota a tough team. It was Bengals fans, and it was just like, no, they're not. They've struggled. How long have they struggled? I mean, they've been one of the more inconsistent teams that have underachieved year in year out. You know, even more so than Arizona has lately. So I think that uh, you gotta you gotta beat Minnesota at home. You gotta send old P three, old Petty Patrick, Houston, uh, a message that you know this this organization that you took shots at. It's actually in a pretty good spot. Did you know? Did you know that Byron Murphy outplayed Patrick Peterson in Week One? Is that, I mean, I don't think that sh- surprises anybody. No, I mean AJ Brown's a top six, top seven receiver in this league, and I mean the touchdown catch off the turnover from Kyler Murray was the one was the one outlier. He played great. Byron yeah. played great. He looks like he gained weight, but he also slimmed down. He's toned up. Like he looks like a cornerback one. Yeah, he, does. So he, he really does. Like be, he looks like he's going to be a household name soon. Uh, he had, was targeted seven times. Byron Murphy was. He gave up three uh, three catches, and he had a PFF grade of seventy six point three. Patrick Peterson gave up three. 
Patrick Peterson gave up three catches on four targets. I mean, the Joe Burrow was 75% going against P3. Yeah, not so much a lockdown anymore. Not so much, not so much Fort Knox anymore. Alex Nancy Bobrock, lockdown Cardinals. You know, I'm gonna do a mulligan. I'm gonna pull a mulligan here for the last segment. Bo doesn't know this yet. Uh, we'll talk about which side of the football was less of an anomaly. Which one can you trust to replicate the offense or the defense moving forward in some fashion? Alex Nancy Bobrock, lockdown Cardinals. First, RockAuto.com. So I'm in San Diego for a work event, and um, I still need stuff for my car, and I could. St- you know, I don't need to go to a chain storefront. I can look at my computer like I have up right now and go to rockauto.com and get the tail lamps that I still haven't gotten yet because mine are starting to flash and I need it, but rockauto.com has got me covered. Go to rockauto.com. You just type what you want in the search box or you can, you know, peruse around the website instead of driving down and, you know, asking questions, walking into a chain storefront. You have no idea where anything is. Everything's overpriced. And, you know, it's not a family owned business that's been online for 20 years like Rock Auto. The prices are reliably low, and whether it be for your, you know, daily driver, do it, you do it yourself, weekend car that you're fixing up to take to a, you know, competition or whatever. Like one of my buddies is this weekend. RockAuto.com's got you covered. Go to RockAuto.com, write "Locked On" in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Bo, I had a blast. I had a blast yesterday uh, because I was able to merge. Cardinals game, which was actually happening in real time, in my on-demand stories. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. My my <laughs> on-demand shows. I'm not like I'm not 97 years old. I was, uh, was excited because for the first time, it wasn't like okay, you know, go from live TV and then go into the menu and then go find my the, my on-demand favorites because they're together like never before. Because Direct TV Stream can take your favorite sports, movies, and shows and put them all in one place. They're getting your TV together. <laughs> There's no anal contract. That's the best part with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. All right. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who joined us for the pregame show. I don't know if we're going to do that again. That might be a, you know, that might be a game time decision every Sunday, but we every halftime we will be going live on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, we had a blast, man, answering your questions, talking about the first half. This was a treat. You know, it was Bo and my birthday had come early talking about what, what we saw in the first half against the Cardinals where they were up 24 to 6 against the Titans in a fully dominant performance, uh, holding Derrick Henry to under 10 yards in the first half rushing. Like, it was really a picturesque. This is exactly what you wanted the Arizona Cardinals to implement and utilize. And, you know, they did. And they're 1 0, tied for first with the other three teams in the NFC West. So both sides of the football balled out. Chandler Jones, five sacks, two strip sacks. Kyler Murray, five total touchdowns. Christian Kirk, two touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, two touchdowns. The rush attack, 140 yards total, about 136 or so. Kyler Murray only rushed the ball four or five times. It was a picturesque, this is how you want to win a game, especially on the road against a playoff team. Bo, moving forward, which side of the ball do you trust to replicate 80% of what we saw on Sunday against Tennessee? The defense. I mean, because I thought we saw more of a con- we saw a con- consistent output from this defense last year, and you know, as far as slipping up, I, I think it's a little bit easier. I mean, and here's why. I mean, you have Chandler Jones sure go for five sacks. You're not expecting that same production in week two. That'd be absolutely nuts because you got to imagine that the Minnesota Vikings are going to adjust for that. But then if they do, what are they going to do with JJ Watt? 
I mean, it, it's like you're just that's why you get that type of nightmare fuel for offensive coordinators. It's like, OK, I'm going to figure out how to deal with this Chandler Jones, number 55. And then next thing you know, J.J. Watts going for two and a half sacks, three sacks in that contest. He's batting down balls. He's getting the strip sacks or Marcus Golden is coming free. Uh, Zach Allen, who had a very good game uh, under the radar uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's just they've got enough guys. They've got enough horses right now to where I think they can consistently do it week in and week out. The offense has to prove me wrong, right? I mean, we're, we're still waiting for to see them string together a bunch of games that look like uh, week one did. And it's weird. I'm going to take the other side. I think it's going to be the offense. And I think it's the reason why is – I trust Cliff Kingsbury more than you know. I've let on over the last you know few weeks. We saw we saw good things on Sunday. We did. Whether it be Kyler Murray bailing out, but you're right. I mean, Russell Wilson bails out whoever the offensive coordinator is in Seattle all the time. Um, if it's not a, a pure rush attack like you have in Cleveland, you're going to have great players make great plays to bail out everybody. Um, I just think that it's very difficult to be a lockdown defense for 17 weeks in this day and age of the NFL with such potency and offense. You know, uh, penalties are always going towards the offense, things like that. Kyler Murray is the best player on the field, and you have to trust that he can do things that other players cannot. So that's why I'd probably say the offense, but it's by a hair, you know, and it's just. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. We saw what DeAndre, what Devontae Adams was when there was, you know, there was a defense that that locked him down, and Aaron Rodgers was pouting like a child at his birthday party, you know, in Jacksonville when they played the Saints. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league, and I thought that before he got traded here, and I still think that now. And I just, I, I trust the offense because I trust Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Rodney Hudson more than I trust, really, you know, Buda Baker and a 31-year-old Chandler Jones getting to the quarterback as much as he did, as you mentioned. You and two second-year rookie and a second-year second yeah. linebacker. You want to get uncomfortable? Uh, Kyle Odegaard actually put this tweet out today. Uh, he used to cover the Arizona Cardinals. Now he, yeah. he covers uh, BetUS, I believe. Um, contributor there. And he said, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, icon. But the Cardinals were hamstrung with him in the slot last year. Now Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk – with them there, Cliff Kingsbury's scheme can flourish. And it's like, did did Larry Fitzgerald, was it like one of those old sappy love songs where it's like, if you love something, set it free? Did he set the Cardinals free and, and give them an opportunity to get younger, get them faster on offense? Because, you know, yeah, it is. It's a new era. I mean, as far as being able to put that type of speed on the field. I mean, we, we saw it on full display and then to to have those guys just running amok all over the field, and then you have the two guys on the outside and DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green, it can be it can be lethal, especially if Kyler Murray's going to continue to take that that step in his third year. Yeah, it's interesting. No, I don't. I mean, I think it's they didn't pay him enough, and he didn't want to play. <laughs> I know we don't want to. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how long Kyle. I mean, because he was with the Cardinals for a long time. Like, I wonder oh. how much he was able to say what he wanted to say, and if he was waiting for this tweet. I have no idea. He I have had no that idea for a long time. Even he had that yeah. Little, I mean, maybe. I mean, it was it was in drafts for a long up, time. It was a folded up paper, and it was in a locker <laughs> somewhere. And then he, he undid it. He's like, okay, now's the time. Now's the time where people will not, you know, show up at my on my front lawn with pitchforks and and uh, and. Uh, a flame. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get out of here. I am officially going to put a moratorium on any sort of 
negative comments about Cliff Kingsbury until this time wow. next week, regardless so, of what, you know, <laughs> regardless of what happens on Sunday. Um, we talked about ready tomorrow. That's because oh, it's oh, oh yeah, because we have bigger we have bigger things, bigger fish to fry. We we have bigger issues to deal with tomorrow. Um, Cliff, I mean, just looking briefly into it, that the thing, the way to get Kirk Cousins off his game, because Minnesota could put up a forty burger any day. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Is just get him out of his kitchen, just like the Cardinals did with Ryan Tannehill. And if they can implement, if Fanchos can implement some sort of blitz package, or not even if the pass rush is working the the way that it did. We could be looking at the same thing. I I will put a one hundred percent one week moratorium on any sort of negative Cliff Kingsbury content. Um, yeah, until Monday of next week. They should, take, they should take that as a is a bit of a win, knowing how stubborn you are. But also, I think one thing they should consider to do, as far as also making Kirk Cousins uncomfortable, is change the clocks to prime time in, <laughs> in the stadium because he I like sucks. that a lot. I like that a lot. And don't play Creed. He loves Creed. Do not play Creed as his walk up music. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.